for some reason i'm not sure thanks guys for coming back we're going to try this again when i get a phone call it knocks out the sound and i'm not really sure if that's what it's supposed to do so this conversation we're going to do for esthetician chat we're going to talk about cost per service we're going to talk about paying yourself first and then the equation that comes up with in order for you to figure out these numbers so i'm going to pin skin biz school this is Angela Green. She is actually on um, Instagram. So you want to go follow her. Oh, I need to do at. Oh, gosh. Let me start over. I'm going to tag her and then I'm going to pin it in my comments. So it's at the top. So you definitely go and buy her cost per service. That is what I use when I do all of my trainings, when I do my mentoring. That is what I'll be using in my community group that we're starting in December. This will be the formula that I'm using with all the estheticians and beauty professionals that are joining me because you have to have your cost per service to dictate one, your hourly rate and to include the rent into the price of your service. There's an equation it's not you looking around or seeing what people are going to pay or seeing what other businesses are doing. Mm -mm. There's a specific equation that you need to use to plug in how much your hourly rate's going to be and how much your rent's going to be. From there, you're gonna put in the cost of doing the service. So if, let's say you're doing a brow wax, you're gonna put in however many sticks you use, you're gonna put in how much wax you use, you're gonna put in the cost of your post-care products, and that's going to give you an equation. That's gonna give you a number. That number is what you put on your service menu. So that every time you do a brow wax, you will always have your hourly rate a part of that and the rent a part of that. So if you saw my story today, I spoke about I had one facial, $250, and I had my Brazilian wax, which was $95. My rent was $300. My goal was to only have one or two people in that month pay my rent. The rest of my income went based on the cost per service to cover my hourly rate and my overhead. So when I sold retail, the retail was put back into the retail. So what I find with most estheticians when I start talking about numbers and understanding, you're not working to pay your rent. That's not business. You have decided to become a business owner so that you can control your time and how much money you make. You have all of that under control. So when you really understand that, then it becomes easier for you to put your dollar amounts on your services because that's what you need to survive. This is how I started. No, I started, I actually worked for someone. I talk about that all the time on my YouTube channel. I always tell people who are brand new to the industry, go work for someone so that you understand what you're doing. When I started my own business, which was about two years later, um, I actually worked for a company where I was the only esthetician. And then I went and became a, a sales rep for a wholesale distributor in the salon and spa industry. And then I opened up my own business. So your cost per service is really important because that can that worksheet from Skin Biz School will cover your waxing services and your skincare services. So a lot of people are like, well, it's 250 I need to make $100 an hour. That's my goal. So in order for me to make $100 an hour, I have to have a $250 facial because my hourly rate's covered in that fee and the money to cover the rent. Because if I have two people in the month that get my $250 facial, that's $500. My rent's only $300. It covers my rent. So we have to think of our numbers completely different. We have to stop 
trying to base what we charge off of what other people are charging. You have no idea what their overhead is. You have no idea what they need to make hourly to bring home to support their family. That's why when, when I work with the cost per service and I talk to a lot of beauty professionals, I'm always saying, what do you need to make every hour to take care of your household? I need you to include your car note, your rent, your mortgage, your credit card bills. All of that has to come into your hourly rate. Now, here's what I've learned when we have worked with the cost per service is that many people are doing services absolutely free because they did not factor in their, their hourly rate and they're not factoring in their rent. So even by the time they use that equation and they put the amount that they've been spending to do the service, it's zero, which means they basically have done free services because they didn't factor in how much it actually costs to do that service. So if you're not really clear on your numbers, the pinned link is to Skin Biz School. Click the link, pay your fee, get your cost per service, plug in the numbers you currently have off of your service menu and plug in the numbers that you have for your waxing and your facials because there's two equations for that you're probably going to see you're not charging enough to cover what you need for your hourly rate. Your hourly rate is what pays you. So that's the reason why I say I, I would have and should have if I had a chance to start over to pay myself above rent. So I pay rent once a month, but I'm going to pay myself every week. One, because it's going to organize my household it's going to allow me to have money coming into my household that have nothing to do with the business because I'm able to apply the hourly rate that I need to survive into my service price. And many estheticians, many people who are solo business in the beauty industry do not charge accordingly. You charge off of what you see other people are doing. You have not figured out there's an equation. This is why you have to know your numbers. The other thing is, is that you can change those numbers. I didn't always have a $250 facial. It originally started off at $125. So I moved it up to $150. I mean, $250, I'm sorry. So it was $125. But I wasn't demanding an hour, $100 an hour. Back then, I was demanding maybe $60, $75 an hour. So do you see that when you think about your business differently and you put yourself first and not taking what's left over, then it makes sense to know your dollars and know what you're charging is going to go to your hourly rate and to your overhead. So every single service that you do is always paying your rent. What I find a lot of estheticians, especially the young ones, especially the ones who don't quite understand their numbers, and I'm saying young as new in, in the industry, not young in age, but new into the industry, that they don't know their cost per service. So they get bamboozled by going and getting a suite, which in my opinion, you should never do. If you really want to be successful, you're not going to get a salon suite. That's a conversation for another day. Um, but when you're paying weekly, you actually pay more weekly than if you were to get a lease where you paid once a month. So that's how I know a lot of people don't quite understand their numbers. Because if you understood that you were paying for two extra payments that you really didn't have to, you wouldn't be there. The reason my rent was only $300 is because I always went into the places that were not as popular. I was never going to go into a salon. What I did is I went to where people really didn't expect me to be. And that was a tanning salon, which was amazing because I had a huge room and I had been to more than one. 
But in a tanning salon, I had a huge room. I had constant people. I was always talking to people, especially the ones that do self-tanning and tanning beds. And I was always like, when's the last time you did a mole check? When's the last time you went and got your moles counted? I had a friend that um, was a nurse and she uh, worked in dermatology. So she would come do events for me and we would talk about skin cancer. She would talk about abnormal moles. She would do all those things. And they were all a part of me doing skincare. So I always say work outside of the box. You know, everybody goes to salon suites because they think that everybody's there is going to help build their business. That is not the case at all. Go to the places you can afford. The reason I went to a tanning salon is because I had a 20 by 20. No, I'm sorry, 30 by 30 room. And I only paid $300 a month for it. Full electricity, uh, full AC, $300 a month. So when you understand that, then when you start pricing and getting your hourly rate, I'm not working to pay rent. And I know there's a lot of estheticians and a lot of beauty professionals who are working to pay their booth rate, booth rent, or their weekly rate. And if you understand dollars and cents, you will never go into a salon suite. You are paying more money than if you were, hey, Diana, if you were going to do monthly. So I really want more beauty professionals to understand the bottom line. The bottom line is that you make sure you are taking care of yourself. That means you're paying your hourly rate. And let's stay on hourly rate. When I used to, to do my live master classes, I would get about 10 to 15 estheticians would come out to me and we would spend two days together breaking down their entire business. You would have to bring your service menu. You'd have to bring your business cards. You have to show me your website, all of these things. And in a group, we would analyze all of them using that cost per service from Skin Biz School. 90% of the estheticians had 90% of their services where they made no money. We had a lot of tears. We had a lot of people crying because they never understood the importance of knowing the number. It's not about making it up. It's not about saying, okay, my rent is this. So in order for me to pay it every week, I'm dividing it by seven. I need to make this much money a day to make my rent. That is not the equation. So when you know your cost per service, you know your numbers, you're going to charge accordingly. I have a lot of other people in my inbox saying, I never thought about including my retail products into the price of my service. Make it easy for yourself. A lot of clients want to know the number. They want to know how much they're going to pay. They're already coming to you with the expectation to spend. Why make it more difficult? Not everybody is going to respond to an upsell. Some people will be offended by being upsell because they expected to spend this and then now you're trying to get them to spend this. Make it simple. Include the sample, sample kit, or retail into your price. Charge your tax. Do everything so it's one number. What you will do, and Diana can tell you if she's still on here, is you'll grow your retail because the price of that is already covered in the total price. So you're getting more money. But what I find is a lot of resistance because people are like, I don't think my clients are gonna wanna go for that. Oh, your clients don't want a free gift? Your clients don't wanna know that they're gonna get a different product when they see you or a different product when they, or a sample when they see you? They're, they don't want that? I'm sorry, last time I checked, most people love free stuff. They love to get a little gift. 
We have about five or six spas that partner with Smooth Skin Supply and Save Brazil. And every single one of their Brazilian wax clients gets a personal bar every time they come in. They buy 96 bars every month because they understand that when you include the price of the service and that client walks away with something, you're doing something that no one else is going to do. It's so simple, but there's so much resistance because people don't quite understand the bigger picture, which is your numbers, your cost per service. So when you know your numbers and you know that that's going to include how much you need to pay your rent, that's going to conclude your hourly rate, adding in a product is very simple. And I do feel that when I have these types of conversations and I have a lot of people that send me messages on Facebook and on Instagram, I'm always like, where did you find the number to put onto your service menu? And how long has that number been onto your service menu? Are you really making money or are you doing the service for free? Most of the time you're not making the hourly rate. I never will forget this one lady was like, I could not work at, I think it was Massage Envy. I can't work at Massage Envy because it's minimum wage. And so that's why I went on my own. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds really good. I get you. I get you. By the time I did her cost per service, she made a dollar an hour. One dollar an hour. Hey, Nick, let me know if you can join me. Um, and she cried. I would cry if I if I knew that I was only making a dollar an hour. But I told her, you have everything in your hands. You have so much control. But you're swayed by what you think other people are doing or you're focusing on what other people are doing. And so here we go. Let's conversation because he's we've had this conversation many times about cost per service. And I would love to see a lot of you guys use the cost per service better. You know I'm tearing them up, honey. Yes. They ain't they don't they don't know. They don't know. They don't understand. They're so worried about what Karen or Sheila is doing because we don't both do manicures. Sheila charges $22 for for a manicure, so I'm a charge 20. You're charging 20, but it costs you because you're only buying one nail polish. You're buying uh, one thing at a time is costing you $16 just to do someone's nails because you do not know your cost per service. I say this all the time. I buy smooth skin, um, um, say Brazil's wax. I buy in bulk because I don't want to see this. Is, here it goes again. I buy in bulk because I don't want to pay a whole bunch of shipping <laughs> because the shipping is included in your cost per service. I don't know what it's going to take. I, 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 Here's the thing. We can't go into 22 doing what we did in 21 or 20 or 19 or 18, right? But when I talk to people and, and, and I break down really the number, what is your hourly rate? Let's start there. What's your hourly rate? Give it to me. And they're like, oh, I... They're like, oh, well, I made so-and-so. No, 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 what no. Is your... no, no, no. What is your hourly rate? What is it? How much are you worth this hour? 
Pull your pull your buds up. I can hear your pillows. Pull your buds up. There you go. Okay. Thank you. How much are you worth this hour? Yes. Not how much you've made. How much are you worth? Because what you've made, you really ain't made because you, don't you didn't make. No, you, you, didn't, you didn't make. make because you mm -hmm. don't know. You don't know your numbers. Nope. And it's very evident to me. And like I said, when I start my membership in December, the cost per service is going to be our first training because a lot of people come from, well, I'm not sure if they're going to pay it or I don't want to be the highest in the area. I, when I work, I don't, I'm not looking at anyone else's website. I'm not looking at their menu. I don't care what they charge. And matter of fact, I was so bold because I was right next door to a salon Mm -hmm. where I knew how much she was charging. And I said, oh, no problem. You don't want to pay 95? Not a problem. Let me get my phone. I'll make an appointment for you. She charges 55. Would you like me to do that? What day is good for you where you want to see her? And they're like, ooh, because I'm not going to argue. If you don't want to pay the 95, you don't see it, you don't understand it, that's completely fine. But I have somebody, she'll do it because, you know, they're quick. Well, you know, next door, she'll charge this. Would you like me to make you an Let appointment? Make, I make can. that appointment, yeah. I, 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 it, 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 people don't factor in, like for instance, um, I consider our business a luxury business because of the things, the experience and our signatures that we have. Um, all of that is a part of my cost per service. My candle is included in my cost per service to do someone's brow. There you go. The Hershey chocolates that are in the front cost per service are included in my cost per service. Well, how do you how do you figure that out? Because 85%, excuse me, 87% of each client that leaves Nick Townsend Salon gets usually gets two Hershey kisses with almonds. We watch them. There's only very few that just, I'm gonna just go ahead and take all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, people, people don't understand that you have to, everything has a cost. Has a yes. cost to it. How many times do you spray your alcohol? She said, I only have an hourly rate. I just charge them $100. Honey, but why? Where did you get the hundred dollars from? Let's let look, look let's take this as a as a lesson. Where did you get the hundred dollars from to charge them? Where did that number come from? I don't I have an hourly rate. I just charged them a hundred dollars for manicures. Why? Where did That's you get a, the number? Yeah. How how much does it cost you to do the service? Is the yes. question. How much does it cost you to do the service? How much does it cost you to do the service? Are you including, um, do you know how much electricity that you're using Come on. for this particular Come on. service? Have you divided, have you looked at what, you, what um, a busy month um, of working in your salon or your spot or your suite and, and, and divided the hours? Yes. This is cost per service. 
Yes. This is why I, say, I was telling a friend of mine who bakes cakes. I'm like, how much does it cost you to bake? Uh, how much does it cost you to bake this cake? Well, this and then other. Well, how many cakes can you get out of your ingredients? Yes. Well, I've had to. Well, what if you buy things in bulk, which you you when you're buying things in bulk at the at the restaurant depot, it's usually and you're buying in bulk. It's usually twenty percent cheaper, and you yield more. They're not ready. You have to understand because the numbers. The, you have to know your numbers in order to get out of the mentality of I got to struggle until I make it. Mm -hmm. And many beauty businesses don't make it. And the main reason they don't make it is because they don't know their cost per service. Hey, Angela, Angela on here. Angela is the creator of uh, the, the cost per service worksheet, which I have pinned. But yeah. you have to realize that when I say I'm going to pay myself first, I'm going to pay it above the rent. Yes. So I pay me first, then I'm going to pay rent, right? Yes. I'm going to go to the extreme and pay myself weekly. Yes. And pay my rent only monthly. Yes. Because I know my cost per service. Yes. I have my numbers figured out. What is sad to me is so many people who struggle and have the mentality that they're working just to pay rent. And that is not a business. That's the, that's the thing that aggravates me because I say this about quite often, <clears throat> working paycheck to paycheck is a choice. That is a choice. Yeah. Um, and so when you say, well, as long as I got enough money to pay my bills, I'm cool. No, that's foolish. That's stupid. You're not in business. No. You're broke. No. No, that's not what we do. I want um, more. I want more. I want more. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Moving forward. I want more. And I'm going to keep on. You guys, it's important for us to, for, for everyone to know how much it costs to operate. If, you're, if it takes you 20 minutes to do a basic manicure, how much does it cost you? How much electricity are you using during that 20 minutes? Are you, yes. and in addition to that, how many times do you go to the bowl to the water? Because remember, you're paying a water bill as well. Most of us do. People don't understand that. No, and I, I think we would definitely see a different industry if we were not caught up into fads, right? Mm -hmm. I spoke earlier about people wanting to get um, salon suites, but dollars and cents wise, financially, you spend more money in a, in a suite by paying weekly than if you were to pay a monthly rent and you did the out of the norm. Nick is in a location that's not the norm. I was in a tanning salon. I went into places that I knew I could have my overhead not break me, mm -hmm. but I also didn't ca get caught up in the fad. And I find that a lot of estheticians who are struggling, right? And when I tell them, you're paying more money in rent by paying weekly than if you were to go somewhere that you could afford and pay 12 times a year. Mm -hmm. And if you are in the level that I'm at, They'll give you a discount if you pay the whole year, but that's in a conversation Listen. for another day. That's a conversation for another day. However, if you are in a salon suite, you are paying more money 
than if you were to pay monthly. So those two extra payments you pay every year could go either into your pocket, they could go into your retirement, they could go back into your business. But there's so many people who are so strong up on, I have to get my own spot, I'm going to get into the salon this week. Financially, it doesn't make any sense. Then when you have people who, who are so desperate just to say that they want to have something and they're spending this extra money, they're not retailing. So you mm. want to rely on your business to be sustained and pay for you, your overhead, and everything you need to use in your business to offer services. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. And here's the thing when it comes to when you're not retailing. What if you're exhausted? I, right now, I'm exhausted. I am thoroughly, I, I went out today and I am exhausted. I, I realize that I'm exhausted. I have to go. You need a reset. I, I need a reset. If I wasn't selling retail, I would be so stressed out because I know that Monday is the first of the month. Hello. We have mortgage is, we have the overhead at the salon, which nine times out of 10 is double your own home lifestyle. Am I right about it? Yeah. Because especially if you got a salon, you buy more toilet paper to wipe uh, so many people's behinds versus two <laughs> people in the same house. I'm sick. Listen, yes. we could go through a whole thing of toilet paper. It, when you have females that go to the bathroom and y'all wipe front to back several times a day, I got you only got toilet. one bathroom. I have three that, at the office. That part. And so people don't understand that it is important for you to retail because as, as, as I said earlier, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. However, Vera was in the salon today and we did well. In addition to, we did well online today. So my numbers are met every day because of the infrastructure of having retail. Um, and I'm not even just talking about Nick Townsend products. I'm talking about the third party products, say Brazil. I'm talking about the um, candles that we sell. Yeah. People come in to purchase candles because they want our signature at home. Hello. So, but, the, you know, that is with, um, in regards to retailing, but we were talking about cost per service, but if you want to go back into retailing. So, no, retail, again, make it simple, included in the price of the service. I mean, I think we overthink it. I think we're not willing to put in the investment and, and, when people put in the investment and then they yield the return, they come to me saying, I have been doing this wrong. And I said, here's the thing. It's not that you're doing it wrong. It's that you're cutting off another stream of income. There's three things in your business that you should always have to make money. You have your service dollar, you have your retail dollar, and you have either a website and or Facebook group. Mm -hmm. Those three things should always be present in your beauty business. If you only have one way of making money, that means that person has to come physically into your business in order to give you money. You've already defeated your business plan. Mm -hmm. Because when people call you, when they text you, when they go onto your website, their intention is to spend. Your okay. job is to make it easy for them. 
how easy is it for you to allow them to give you money? Yep. That's it. But, but people don't want, like you said, people just want to say, oh, I'm a boss. Or you want to lie. I mean. Oh, Lord. I, I, I got a lot of them. And I say all the time, the ones that are busy are not on the internet. No. Mm -mm. My clients that are spending thousands of dollars a month aren't on the internet. You know why? Because they're busy. They're busy. So I find that the people who spend lots, lots of time uh, chatting on Facebook, on Instagram, Snapchat, and, and TikTok and all of that, they don't have a lot of business. No, they don't. Um, and um, they're playing games. And many of us are thinking that they are busy. When they, like, I don't have time. I will, I'll be very honest with you all. If you ever pay attention to my Instagram during the day, you'll get a live of me working. You may not get a video. You may get something in the story, but you won't get a, get a live because I'm busy. Now, what I will do is in between each client, I'll respond with a heart. Uh, let me see. Can you talk about advertising your business? Um, let me say this about advertising your business. Um, everyone should know what you do. Advertising your business is you telling everyone exactly what you do. Um, I'm going to say about advertising your business. The only thing that needs to be advertised, if you have a business page, no one cares about your son. No one cares about your dog. No one cares about your daughter on the page. I never put orchids on my page unless it's her birthday. She'll go on the stories because she is a part of the brand. Um, everyone knows who John is. His birthday was last week. There's a picture of him celebrating his birthday that will be taken down probably by tomorrow because it's not about him. It's about, it's about brows. R real talk. It's about brows. So everything with advertising, all we need to, no one cares about the bag that you bought. Nobody cares about you going to the vacation that you do. I just came back from London. You don't see anything on there. No one cares. Advertising is us when it comes to the service industry. We want to see what it is that you do. That's it. We want to see the work. We want to see the consistency in your work. We want to see the befores, the afters. We want to hear um, the information. That's why you're here. So that's just my spill on I think we have to get out of the verbiage of advertising. You know, I, I listened to a great um, clubhouse the other day and he said, you know, what is your digital real estate? Ooh. He said, gone are the days of advertising. Now it's digital real estate. So yeah. how much digital real estate do you have? Are you on TikTok? Are you on, re on um, uh, YouTube? Are you on Instagram? Are you on Facebook? All your spaces and those spaces is your real estate. So if you understand what real estate is, is that you invest in it and it's long-term. What I find a lot of people do is they'll go on the newest trend, but they'll forget where they came from. Mm -hmm. And it's not about that. It's about growing your space. Advertising for beauty industry people is to let everyone know what you do and how they can come to you to get what you're showing what you do. Do you make that easy? When I used to do my mentoring, I always said, when you're on social media, do they know where you are? Mm -hmm. Do you tell them where you are? Or do you just throw up pictures 
and say, look at me. Do you have a website? Do you have mm. a phone number? Mm. How do you want people to make appointments with you? Mm. What do you want them to do? Do you want them just to look at it and say, oh, that's nice? Or do you want them to ask you questions? Do you want them to make an appointment? Do you want them to buy what you're showing? Like, what is it that you want people to do? But if no one knows what you do, The other part of advertising is taking care of your clients. Now, and I've said this for years. Yes. If you don't treat your clients that come and give you money consistently well, you will never grow. Because if you can't grow. take care of your little, you will not get a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And that's biblical. That, that's, that's just, it is. Yeah. So if you treat your clients well, they will authentically tell other people what you do and why they should experience you. Mm -hmm. And I did a YouTube, I still up on YouTube. It's one of my most watched ones where I said, you have clients that come to you, but they will never endorse you. You know why they won't endorse you? And you know why they won't refer you? Because you haven't treated them the way they are wanting to be treated by you and you haven't given them the attention that they want. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of us who, and Nick knows this, you relegate them to a text message or you relegate them to an answering service or you relegate them to a, a website. My tried and true busy businesses are having one person follow up with a phone call. How are you doing today? We are missing you. We haven't seen you in a while. Because the human interaction will never replace the internet. Even with smooth skin supply, I have um, a gal who calls people, even when they didn't, that we see that their cart's abandoned. She gives them a call and says, did you know that we could give you a coupon? And this is where you go to get it. We just noticed that you just left it. They were like, what? Oh, I get a coupon? So when you understand that advertising is more than just showing people what you do, but it's also treating the ones who give you money like they're the best thing because guess what? They're consistently giving you money. Consistently giving you money. One thing, and I will, everyone knows that I'm quick to say, click the book now button and so forth and so on. I have learned because right now where my salon is, we have a lot of construction because they're building. Mm. And so we give courtesy. We have never done this since, we haven't done this in about five years. We're now giving courtesy calls to remind the clients about the construction because we want them to be on time for their appointments because we're still enforcing our grace period because when they book online in their reminder email, it talks about the construction, but we want to remind them and we call them the day of. So for instance, if we start at 10 o'clock, Vera will start calling people. She'll get there at 9.15 and call her first five or six people. Mm prior to them coming i'm just letting you know come through indian queen lane that's the way you're going to be able to get in because we are enforcing and and i've learned just as of recently that they love that work i do oh lord if i oh god if i do it no you I can't talk, get on the phone anymore yeah i i can't because if i get on the phone it's like talking they think i'm michael jackson or diana ross which i right. I, I humbly accept um but Having that client interaction, um, that relationship is very important to maintaining, to maintain client attention. Yep. And that's the thing with, with your clients is 
my clientele grew because I loved on the ones that were consistent. Mm -hmm. I also gave them the space to say, Stephanie is going to do some things that no other esthetician is going to do. So I'm not following what everybody else does. So when we say signature, your signature is you doing the things that no one else is going to do, mm -hmm. right? Nick has his candles. He has the scent. He has the ouch bomb oil. He has um, all of the things that are his signature for memory, right? Mm -hmm. Because people experience and smell and they lay in his chair. They're talking to him. That's the experience, right? So when I talk to estheticians and I say, okay, so well, what are you doing that sets you apart? What do you mean? Why would someone want to come back to you? Well, I get a, a good job. No, it's the experience with you that people come back for. Mm -hmm. We all do the same thing. Yeah. But it's the experience that you provide for them to where they want to come spend that time with you and experience it again and again and again and again. But we lose sight of that because we're so focused on, I got to get more clients. I got to get full books. You can't take care of the current clients you have. How do you expect to get more? Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, the, the clients that you get seasonally that come in only when it's good weather, those are not your true clients. Oh, child, we, and some of them are on here. I get clients, oh, it's my birthday, girl. And you got four, four hair brows, but you want them to be thick. I treat them like they are VIP clients, like I do every client. But you know, the client that comes every four weeks, I know her kids. They call me Uncle Nick. I know their birthdays. If they come in, they usually come their birthdays. I, I, I have majority of them are called my nephews and I always give them money. They know they're going to get a piece of candy. The kids want to come. Go sit down. Leave Orchid alone. Don't, don't go over there. Mess with her. You know, those are the things that you have to do. The truth is, I know my cost per hour is $38. We retail 30% to hour. TOT. What's TOT? You retail 30% to your TOT. I'm not sure what that is. And then someone else asked you, do you have a set client list or exclusive list or do you service everyone? For me, I service everyone. I don't, I'm, I'm not one of them people that, that is, that I'm, I'm not accepting any new clients. No, I'm not, no. I want as many people to come as they possibly can. I, I'm, I'm not, my book isn't closed. You retail 30% to your total. Mm, I'm not sure what that means. Give me a little bit more on that 30% to your total. To your mm. total hourly rate or, because your cost per service is a little bit more than your hourly rate. So it, it breaks down your hourly rate, your rent to the hour, then the price of the products you're using to do the service. Mm -hmm. So that's your sticks, your two by two, your gloves, total sales of the month, 30%. Yeah, 30% is too low, honey. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Mm -mm. Um, so I would do, I would 
I would push you to have a daily sales rate, which is what I've pushed Nick and his team to have. What is your daily goals? Um, and that can include that. So if you're including everything, then you're really not doing your cost per service. Because here's the thing, your cost per service is always going to stay in your service income. Your retail is going to stay into your retail income. So if you're taking, if you're doing 30% over both service and retail, you're cutting your retail. So, um, yeah, you need to have a little bit better equation because that's just two. Remember, the third one should be either your website or your Facebook group where you have another income stream. Mm -hmm. So if you've only, if you're only segmenting off your service dollar and your retail dollar, then where is your website? Where is your Facebook group, mm -hmm. which you can make a lot of money from um, without touching anyone, talking to anyone or anything. So that's why I say it's always important for beauty businesses to have three main income streams, mm -hmm. but you know your service dollar is going to cover your cost per service and your rent on an hourly rate. So most people don't know how much it costs for their rent hourly. What they'll do is they'll take the number that it costs for them the week, they'll divide it by the day, and then they say, I got to make this much money per day. And that's not really how it should work. It should be hourly. So every hour I do a service or every 30 minutes I do a service, this is how much the rent costs me. Mm -hmm. This is how much my hourly rate is. And then this is how much it costs to do that service every 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's one simple equation for one service. So if we broke down just brows, then that cost per service number will just be for brows. Mm -hmm. The next one will be for brow and lip. Mm -hmm. We put in the hourly rate. We put in the overhead by that half hour. Then we put in the cost to do the lip and the brow. Mm -hmm. That's the second that goes onto your service menu. So when you have a service menu, you're going to use that cost per service for every single item on your service menu. So you don't just lump in those services and then say, we're going to take, you know, 30% or more because to me, your retail dollars should be twice your service dollars. Listen, here, yeah. because see, and I, and I can share this with, with you all because I don't talk my personal business with numbers because that's none of y'all business. Um, but what I will say is what we do in retail pays the overhead at Nick Townsend Salon the warehouse. And when I say the overhead, that includes staff. That yes. is just the retail in the salon. I'm not talking about nicktownsend.com. Right. Nor have I included our service dollars. dollars. Yes. And so, see, that's what people don't understand. And, I, and I'm going to say this, and I wasn't there until... No, you were not. I wasn't there until because Stephanie said, "Well, why don't you be girl? I make enough money, girl. I, you know, I my 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 bangles and did 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 did." She said, "Baby, you're not making no money." I said, "Girl, girl, I live here and did did until <laughs> until I listened and I started to implement and I'm." I said, I said, well, Stephanie, I make more money. I make, I, and here it is, and, and everyone wants to say, well, it's because you have your own product line. I'm talking about before right. I created McTownsend. 
right. um, products. So it's not just selling your products in your salon. This is why I say you have to have three income streams. Yes. So we have our She services. just got here. She just got here. We have our retail. Yes. Then you have either your website and your Facebook group. I would love to see four. So my folks that work with me, we have four. Because mm -hmm. your, your Facebook group, to be honest, can make more money than your service dollar and your retail dollar. But y'all ain't ready for that conversation. You're going to have to join a membership group to get that yes. uh, master class. So... And I will be doing a masterclass on how to um, monetize a Facebook group. Anyway, um, so your retail has to be specific. So with the conversation I had with Nick, I told him, I said, I love what you do, but what if I could take this $70 service, right? Mm -hmm. And make it 150. And we could take 50% of your income to make $150 every time they walk into your business. Let me show you how to do that, right? What you're going to do is you're going to understand that clients are coming in with the expectation to spend. So what I want you to do is to make it so easy for them to spend with you. Mm -hmm. That means they're going to ask the question, what's that oil you put on me? Yes. What's that, what's that pencil you use? Yes. What is that that you're using? And the other problem that I find with a lot of estheticians who are not willing to understand streams of income in their business is that you cut off so much potential. And, and I'm talking to Nick because him and I went round and round. And I kept telling him, I said, okay, you don't want to retail. Let's change the verbiage. Give them a gift when they see you. And all you do is include that price of the gift into the service. So don't even retail. We're not even going to retail anymore. You're giving your clients some gifts. And that's when his light bulb came on and he was like, dang. Because, you know, the one thing many people ask me, oh, do you use the same? <coughs> um, I mean, that's unsanitary. It, it looks like you're using the same gel on everybody because you're using it. But no, pumpkin, that's included in their service. Everybody leaves with a gel. That's why I run out of it. Because they bought it. When you know your numbers, and I come to you and say, I, let's double your numbers. Which one do you want to do it? Do you want to do it to where you're gifting everyone? Or do you want to include it into the price of the service? Which, which way do you want to go? Because if you go with really these two options, you're doubling the money every time you see someone. Mm -hmm. Let's take it a step further. Let's say you have, you know, a Facebook group, which is why I think every, every business who, beauty person should have a Facebook group. You know why? Because once you have a Facebook group and you have your clients in that group, you invite them to invite your friends, even if they're not local, because they're going to build a relationship with you. You're going to be in your, in your group talking about, you need to do this yeah. with your eye. You need to do Working. this with your eye. Mm -hmm. That's what you're going to be doing in your group. They're going to ask you, what is on your finger mm -hmm. that you're doing this with? And, and I think we have to get out of the idea of thinking only people, I can only make money on people that I see or that people that walk into the business. There are millions of people out there who would love to build a relationship with someone who understands what they're needing. And the best referral comes from when that client you have been seeing invites their friend. Yes. 
It's not pushy. It's not up front. It's not in your face. It's in a group. It's in a group. So when you do your demo and say, I got my new ouch bomb and I'm doing my oil cleansing. So let's do the oil cleanse together. There's a gal that does an amazing, and she started it in COVID. She does an amazing Facebook. Um, she has a Facebook group where they do um, facial Fridays. So once a month, these people in this group buy her pre-made facial kits so they can join her on Zoom to do the facial. Mm. They have their robe on. They got their mumu on. They have their tea for the night or the alcohol or wine or whatever. And she has it. Step one, two, three, four, and five. And they are all in there having conversations, watching their faces. They have their water right here. She's instructing them and asking them about their life. She's showing them how to cleanse their face. She tells them what to pat dry. Let's take number two. Let's massage that in. We're going to take these two fingers and we're going to go here and we're going to work here. We're going to work. She has a waiting list for her facial Fridays, which are online. So here's how she makes money. You got to pay to join the Zoom and you got to pay for the product kit to use in there. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people won't get out of their way because, oh, I can't do skincare unless I see them and touch their face. Ma'am. <laughs> If we have not learned one thing in COVID, what have we learned? These people are buying, honey. They're buying, they get yeah. on this TikTok. They get on this Instagram. And they following these people doing just like this. Oh, Stephanie did this. And then she tapped like this. She used this finger. And she tapped like this. Yeah. And she used that oil. And she put it here. And she did this. And her eyes are amazing. She ain't even got no wrinkles. Look, she ain't got no wrinkles. Come on, glam Glamour Goddess said, life off. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that we can make multiple streams of money in our business if we are open to the opportunity. So when I say three minimum of ways of earning income, it does not have to do with you physically touching someone. Okay? But yes, this will be in my masterclass. It'll be under uh, how to monetize your Facebook group. Um, and, uh, cause, and I, and I'll share this even with the Facebook groups. Um, no, I'm going to save that for my ebook. Save it for your book. Yeah. And I'm I didn't even go in depth into anything. I'm giving y'all the overview. I didn't really yeah. go in depth because here's the thing. Yeah. Many of you want the things, but it doesn't change until you do the things. Okay. The, the, the one thing that. I will say this, and I will give this away. Whatever you use when it comes to service, that is a part of your signature mm -hmm. because it's memorable. You should be selling. That's that. That's it. That includes because it, here's the thing. That includes, and I'm going to include, I talk about this in my upcoming book, um, Seven Steps to Your Luxury Business. Um, there, when, when people walk into your business, they should, ex they should already begin to experience your signature. Hello. And when they're, and so when they, you do the service, they're exper experiencing the, 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 the meat of your signature. But when leaving to pay for their service, 
they should be reminded of your signature. And if they're reminded of your signature, nine times, I'll say eight times out of 10, the signature goes home with them. Absolutely. Period. And that's, we, that, that's right. if you say that in, in, in plain terms, you're doing things that not everyone is going to do, mm -hmm. right? When we talk about going to these grand places and these beautiful spas, you're not talking about your facial or no. rubbed on your feet or they use the oil. What you're talking about is the minute you walked in, you smelled the ambience. When I talk about my experience at Spa Nordstrom, yes, the treatment was amazing, but you know what stuck out to me? My robe and that lady scrubbing on my bunions and pouring that hot water over while I was sitting in the dark room called the mood room and she was scrubbing between my toes. That's what I remember. It was the experience and how I felt and so luxurious and the sense and how she, I had a personal butler, so she would guide me to my room. These are the things that you want to make sure that you have. Um, you go, I can spay this, you get your done from you, your third visit, you bought the highlighter, pencil and gel. <laughs> Thank you. Most of the grand places lack a footprint. That's a fact because most of the grand places lack a foot. Lack I think mm, I think it depends on what grand places you're speaking of because the grand places I speak of have footprints. Honey. Yeah, the grand places that I speak of have, have footprints. I, I will say this. We stayed um, at the Four Seasons Hotel in uh, uh, in Hyde Park, um, Park Lane, while we were in London. It smelled just like the Four Seasons here oh. in Philadelphia. It smelled like the same, the Four Seasons in um, New York, because that's where I like to stay. And I will say this, the candles were available to buy, to buy yeah. so that I can have that experience in my own home. These two people really need educated people on this live need to have a clinic so they can educate people on how to run a business so that they succeed at their business on a high level. Um, we actually do. So if you visit my YouTube, there's quite a few uh, videos of Nick and I together. So we're, yeah. we're already there. Um, but I also think that, you know, a lot of the conversations that I've had um, specifically on Instagram you know, you really can't do these types of things until you get over your money problems, right? So if you have money problems, they're going to show up in your business. Yeah. And more than likely, it'll embarrass you in your business. Yeah. Because I did not have what I had until I figured out my problems. You're saying... So like a European wax sitter, no. That's, that's. Yeah, that's, that's not high end. That's not high end, that's mm -hmm. a chain. Yeah. So places like, like the Four Seasons, the Nordstrom spas, the yes. destination spas, all of those things. Typically your experience starts when you walk onto the actual place, the business, right? So right. if you see any of the videos that I did in Antigua, my spa experience I happened when I checked in. Right. So it's the experience, right? Yes. Um, but if you're, if you're not over your money problems, then you're going to have resistance on what we're talking about because the first thing that your mind goes to is how much does it cost? Right. Or can I afford it? 
or I don't make that money. It's important to understand that. Would you all recommend starting a business in the area uh, you're in is oversaturated with estheticians and spas or does not matter as long as you set yourself apart? Set yourself apart in business for sure. It doesn't matter at all. You work at EWC is definitely not high end. Can you elaborate on the money problems like not making enough money to fund the luxury? Uh, I don't know what you mean, making enough money to fund the luxury. Uh, money problems are basic. You don't either, you don't have any money um, or you have a business and you don't control your spend or you don't pay your bills on time or your credit's not great. Those are all big money issues that I tend to tackle, but I'm not sure what you say, like, like making enough money to fund the luxury. I'm not sure what that means. Um, yeah, this live will be saved on my IGTV. Ooh, you giving John the look. What is he doing back over there? <laughs> No, because he was ignoring her. Oh. He just apologized to her. Oh, she, okay. She runs up on the sofa, and she was looking at him like, she's like, are you serious? You're not going to come and speak? <laughs> Look at Lee. So, <laughs> Stephanie said hello. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the thing why I keep harking so much on money decisions, because I didn't make great money decisions. I didn't have a whole lot of money when I started my business. I was a solo mom. Um uh, single mom, you know, trying to start a business, young child. Uh, I didn't have great credit. I didn't make good money decisions. So a lot of the things that I talk about is my own experience, right? Yeah. But now that I have tackled most of those and I'm on the other side of it, right? Um, Nick and I talk about this a lot as well, is that when you elevate to a certain status in your business and you and you make a certain amount in your business, there's things that you're going to do that you that you don't do anymore. Um, and it's hard to get people to understand that when you're still struggling with your credit score or you're still struggling with paying your bills on time or you're still struggling with the understanding of that you are making enough money, but you're not making the right decisions on how you spend the money. Those are hard things to get over if it's not dealt with in your personal life, right? And then when it shows up in the business, it's an embarrassing show up because if you don't have a credit card to, to purchase or you don't have enough money because your cost per service is not correct, then now you're embarrassed because what is happening in your personal life shows up into your business. And I want to say this to many of you. I, I want you all to understand the reason why we're talking about this is for many of you that want the bags, that want the, the jewelry, that want the sneakers, that want the nice car, all of those things. You can have that comfortably when you know your cost per service, you know your money issues, you know all of these things. You can live extremely comfortable. I say, when I say that we stayed at the Four Seasons, and if I tell you how much it was per night, it would make many of you spend. But because I budget, we budget, I know how much it costs me to do a service, and I know how much I'm worth. When you know your numbers, when you know all of these things, you can then live the life. You have options. Yep. So it's not... I don't want you all to think, because the one thing Stephanie and I, we don't do is we don't run and show everything. Stephanie and I like to smell like French whores. Yes. Yeah, we like to smell like French whores. Celine too now, sir. Yeah, Celine right. too. Right. We, we like to, we, 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 we buy three, $400 
bottles of par par. I just went to Neiman's on Monday, honey. Yeah, and it's what we prefer to do. It's what we like, but we have the option to do so because we understand we understand our numbers. Yep. Yeah, will I will say this live on my ITV. I also put this on my YouTube channel. Um, I think that the 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 aha moment came for me. And I talk about this in my book as well. So many of you don't know, I have a book um, that literally breaks down how I got embarrassed in my business, um, begging clients to come to my business, to figuring out how to use my tips to pay off my credit cards, to mm -hmm. figuring out how much I need to pay myself hourly and daily. And then where I psychologically would put money on the, the desk the night before. So when I came mm -hmm. in, that money went right into my pocket and it took care of that thought of, I wasn't gonna make enough money to take home. I wasn't gonna make enough money to put in my car. So I wrote a whole book about it. It's, it's not long, but it's a workbook and blah, blah, blah. That's gonna be part of my, my, um, my mentoring community as well. But I say all of that because I did not have these tools. And I'm very honest with my journey. I did not have these tools. I did the things. I took cash advances on my credit cards. Mm. I did what's called kiting as I had two business accounts and I would go back and forth to catch those overdraft fees. <laughs> I've done it all. So I'm not speaking as someone who came in with money and did the right, no ma'am. I was broke many a day. Okay. Um, this was given, giving me some hope. I was in the UA the other day and she said she wasn't getting booked and I was a little worried. Um, here's the thing. If you're doing makeup, here's the thing. If and I'm gonna say this, being uh having a had having have had a very successful bridal business, um when I was doing bridal, I would I think that year we did close to a hundred weddings and we only had fifty-two weeks in the year so we were pretty booked i sold a lip gloss to every Hello. person because they needed to touch up their lips i sold one to every person so i made more money my lashes okay i'm giving this to the makeup artist my lashes were not included in my makeup application well. they were not included my lashes were twenty dollars. Strip lashes. Well, if 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 you um, I'm, if I had these are the lashes I want. Twenty dollars. That's and and so with that being said, I would sell them an exclusive lash. Oh, where'd you get this from? I sell them. My lip gloss. I'm just starting out as a lash artist and trying to figure out my path, especially with the retail portion. Um, I'm sure you can um, find certain brands that, um, for instance, our Nick Townsend Brow and Lash Setting Gel, a lot of our lash artists use that to set um, and to um, clean, not clean lashes, but to also um, hydrate them because we have a little bit of silicone and, and, and a little bit of hyaluronic acid in it so that it, it hydrates the lashes and so forth and so on. So white label your brand. Mm -mm. What's that? I'm a little Private label. 
You can grab my book by clicking the link in my bio. Um, yeah, white labeling, no. No, there's a lot of people that ask for white label. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I say this very honestly to a lot of people. If you can't sell a branded product, that then part. you're not going to be able to sell your own product. And, 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 and the thing is this, people understand, um, recognize brand, brands establishing brands everybody wants to start their own i want my own pencils or i want my own wax and all that stuff and to god be the glory for that for you um but when it comes to the consumer the consumer understands understands brand recognition yep and this is not to sound arrogant or cocky people know who nick townsend is mm-hmm so with that being said, they don't mind purchasing Nick Towns. Now, prior to that, I sold a uh, billion dollar brows and did well. I sold, um, it was another brand pencil that I sold and did well. Why are you feeling discouraged? Because to be honest, let's be real. Let's get into real talk now. You're not going to feel great in your business every day. No. You're going to have struggle moments. Yeah. You're going to have moments that people get on get on your nerves. You're going to have moments when those clients cancel. So, And being in business is not a guarantee that you're going to be happy or not mentally affected by it. So, Thank you, love. Um, I think that a lot of things have to do with your mental and your belief. So I've said this story many a times when I was starting out. Every morning I woke up, I don't know how much money I'm going to make, but it's going to be enough for me and Celine. Right. I did that every day for 10 years. Because I did not, I could not put the fear out that I'm not going to make any money. And that's what a lot of people do. Oh, I'm stressed because I'm not making any money. The minute you put it out there, you're not going to make any money. That's true. So if I could really give you advice, you need to have your vision board. You need to write down your goals. You need to write down your vision. You need to write it down every day. Um, Nick and I both have talked about this. I did the whole belief. Where's my sticky? I think my sticky's right here. So this sticky that I have, I started off with doing $100 a day. And I wrote it and put it on my mirror. And if you can read this, this is what this is my vision now. So I've gone from 100 to 200 to 500 to 1,000. I'm up to $4,000 a day. So that tells you. These are a part of my manifestations, right? You know, and, and one of the things that I do, um, one, of my, one of my mentors in my head, and I cannot wait um, to sit down and have an interview with him. And I'm going to keep that to myself. I never share certain things. Um, but what he would do was he would put a number in the back of his suit jacket mm -hmm. and to remind him in the back of his head that that is the number that I'm going to achieve. Mm -hmm. I do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I have my vision board on my phone mm -hmm. and it's a collage of numbers pictures that only yes. I understand. So if you were to see it, you wouldn't understand it. John were to see it, he would no one would understand it. But it reminds me and since I have done that, I'll never forget, I had a 50 on my um vision board. 
in, on my phone. It was just for 50. And that represented me wanting to do 50 clients a week. You live in fear. I'm not good enough, which makes me um, you're not good enough. I think you need to have, can I, let me tap into beauty, mm -hmm. sugar, soul. I think you need to have an encounter with you and your work. And when you have an encounter with you and your work, you can live independently above the good and the negative opinions of other people. But until you are able to do that, you will forever reside there. In addition to that, what you just said is, I lived it. Mm -mm. So that means that you take ownership of that residence. And that place you're in. And so that mm -hmm. is not something that I'm ever interested no. in. You can be aware. There's nothing wrong with being aware. I'm aware of the things that I am not sure about. Yes. I say this very often. Just because I'm not sure about this doesn't mean that I'm an insecure person. I'm just not right. sure about this. Right. But when you say I live in, mm -mm. that is a place that you reside, that you take ownership. You probably have the deed to it. And what you need to do, my dear sister, is you need to sell it. Because that is a place, because that is a place where you choose to live. That's a choice. And you have the option not to live there. Absolutely. The mind is powerful. The mouth is powerful. Um, even with my husband, I get into it when telling him, uh, oh, we can't afford that. No, we can. Don't use them words around me. Not me. We can. And we will. Mm-hmm. And you, whether I'm going to drag you along kicking and screaming, we will. We will. And I think that's where you have to have a lot of self-motivation, mm -hmm. right? And you have to really focus on what is it that you want to do? And let me stop. Stop that. She said, I cannot afford it, but I will. No. No. You don't even say that. No. No. The, the verbiage is not there. No, ma'am. No. And here's what I have had to do with my husband that I won't do with strangers. I very rarely will affirm a stranger because you as a stranger will never see the manifestation for me. And let me give you this example. When we moved into this house, there was a huge tree in the front yard and we have a beautiful home. There's a huge tree. And I kept telling my husband, I said, that tree is a little bit too close to the house. If we have a really bad storm, it may fall onto the house. Celine and Rudy, it's beautiful. It does. I said, no, it's beautiful. But I think if we have a storm, it's going to fall onto the house. We need to have somebody to here to cut it. So when I would open the front door, I would always be, that we need somebody to come and cut down the tree. I said, have you called anybody? He's like, no, I haven't called anybody. I said, we're going to come on to the windy season. I really don't want to replace the roof. Oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I said, nope. I can see the roots coming through the sidewalk and the, and the, and the concrete. Somebody needs to come. Two weeks later, I'm at the office. My husband said, no, 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 I'm sorry. My husband was at the office. Somebody knocked on my door and he said, your tree, that, your tree needs to be cut down. Would you like me to cut it down? We've not called anybody. 
Mm. I called my husband. The man's here and I'm making an appointment to cut the tree down. He said, what man? The man that's standing at the door right here? He said, no. Yes. Bye. Because I was diligent in the thoughts and the words that I was saying. I didn't call anybody. He didn't call anybody. I wanted it gone. And the reason I give you that story is because speaking into existence is so true. When I say that I was broke, I have a picture in my phone of the lowest time in my business as a businesswoman. I was not married at the time. I was single. Celine was about four or five. I had $2.34 to my name. I put it on the counter and I took a picture and it's still in my phone. Mm -hmm. And I said, over that counter and that picture, I will never be in this space ever again. I will never be in this space ever again. Can, can I share this one story? And I know um, when it comes to manifestation, we were moving and we were looking for, we were moving and we were furnishing the place where we live when it comes to manifestation. And uh, we were in Macy's and, you know, we like, crystals and stuff like that. So there was this beautiful crystal cake plate, a beautiful crystal cake plate. I, I can't make, I'm, I promise you, I'm not making this up. Beautiful crystal cake plate, but it was like $200. And so Jay was like, I really want, Jay was like, I want that cake plate. And was like, well, you know, he was like, but I'm not gonna pay that much money for it. He's like, cool, no problem. Got in the car and was quiet and was pissed about that cake plate. And so we're driving and um, we were, we had gotten in front of the apartment where we were, we were living and said, I really, really, really want that cake plate. He was like, I really want that cake plate. And my words to him was, don't worry about, it. We, we will get a cake plate. And so as we're driving, something said to park in the back of the building. And it's illegal to park past there. So we were taking the bags out and listening out. And something said, as we're getting out, because he was upset. And I said with conviction, we're going to get a cake plate. My hand to God. I got out the car. Something said, look to the left in the dumpster. Stephanie Lanes, there were two brand new cake plates in the garbage can. My lord. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. He going to get the cake plates, y'all. There were two brand new cake plates. Come on and now. I, when I, I didn't, at that moment, we just wanted one, and it wasn't until years later that I realized what God had done. And, I'm, and I didn't mean, I don't want to get so spiritual, is that because I touched and agreed with him, God didn't give us just one for him, but he gave us two, one for me and him. But I only took one. But we had, uh, do you understand the thing with manifestation? And, and I keep telling people this, and this cake plate has been a part of this family for the past, I think, eight years. And I keep this, I will never throw this away 
for the simple reason it reminds me that manifestation is real. It is, I am telling you, this is unwavering evidence that when you speak a thing, you focus on it, and then once you speak it and you focus on it and you let it go, it has let no it choice but to come back to you. Let it go. I promise you, I never, I, I very rarely share that story, but I keep this plate in here because it reminds me about manifestation. I promise you, it reminds me every, every time that I look at it, it reminds me that the sky is the limit. It's what you think about. The thing that you think about the most is what grows and what manifests. So okay, let me give you this. If you keep saying to yourself, I'm fat, I'm fat, oh my God, girl, I'm fat. You will continue to be fat because what's happening is that's something that you say every day. Does that make sense? You will get what you, uh, Wayne Dyer said, you will get what you really, really, really want and you'll get what you really, 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 really don't want. Ah. Because when you say, I, I can't stand being fat. If you keep saying, I can't stand being fat every day, that's something that you say every day. So you want to continue to say it every day. So you'll stay fat. I don't know how we shifted here to this manifestation, manifestation thing because we were supposed to be talking about. Um... But it's but I think it's all encompassing because I do yeah. think that the way you look at yourself and what you want, which is very important, you know, um, a lot of us get into this industry of working for ourselves or being business owners. We get into it for the freedom of time and decision making and all of those things, right? Mm -hmm. What we don't expect is the difficult times we don't expect yeah. when the doubt tries to rise up we don't talk about when you have people that are important in your life talk down on the decision that you made oh, to become boy. a business owner and not get that government job that military job we internalize it and we don't really understand that what we do right and how you want it to be is just whatever you're wanting. And, and the power in understanding that is what, for me, I love showing my husband because he is the cynical, specific German. You work for everything you get. If there's no hard work, you're not going to get it. So when I am always having these conversations with him, and when I talk about how I give, when I talk about how much we give or the simple what you give comes back mm. if you don't give it it won't come back right mm -hmm. we expect to get mm -hmm. but we don't want to give mm -mm. so when i'm able to come and show him and give it very basic i'll never forget um someone i helped out who was in need and i took the money and I took the cash to her and I told her, I don't want it back. What I want you to do is if someone presents themselves to you the way you're presenting to me, I want you to pay it forward and help them the way I'm helping you. It was not a week later that I got all of that money back. And I told my husband, you see the money that I gave her? You see where it is? Mm. He said, 
Because the thing is, is that when you understand how your manifestation and what you desire will be in alignment mm. and you act like it already has happened. Mm -hmm. So when I tell people, when you see your business down the road a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, what does it look like? How happy are you going to be? What do you feel? What do you think your emotions are going to be with that? You're going to be happy. What does your bank account look like? Mm -hmm. How do you feel? What's the emotion tied to all of these things of your successful business? I want you to take all of the things for those 10 years from now. And I want you to feel that way every day you get up. Every day. You, you, you know, my, 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 my core friends, my, the people that know Nicholas, I should say. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I joke a lot and I play much, y'all, I'm rich. And, you know, I, I say it to my friends and it's in another, but I really mean it. Oh, I say it all the time. I'm rich, darling. You know, and, 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 and my mother, she, my, my mother, she's hilarious because she'll say Miss Richie. I'm like, she, she tries me, right? She <laughs> tries it, right? She tries it. And so, uh, but, I don't say that with an arrogant spirit. I say that with a manifestation spirit. Yes. Because there's no reason that we serve. It's nowhere in the world. I'm trying not to be spiritual. I'm really trying, I'm trying to be diplomatic. But to serve, to live in, in a um, an unlimited world. Yes. I should say to serve an unlimited world, you should not be limited. Mm. And so I want, and I say this to everyone, there is a cabillion, quadrillion, gazillion dollars in the world that anticipates your arrival. It anticipates to be in your bank account. So I can't accommodate, they won't tell us this, they don't want something, no. No. No, you, you, you're, you're, you're finding excuses of why you choose not to manifest. Because the, the fact of the matter is, and I'm going to leave this alone, is that we were created in an image and a likeness. Mm -hmm. And with that being said in the beginning, they said, let there be it and had no choice but to become. Mm -hmm. So you have the same creative power. Mm -hmm. Because remember, you're created in the image and mm -hmm. the likeness. Mm -hmm. But that's enough. We, I feel like we done went down church. No, because here's the thing. I can take it right all the way back. If you have money problems. Yes. And you're not willing to face them or fix them. That is what's going to hold you back. Yeah. And I hate to say it that way, but life has shown me that when I ignored my, my bills and didn't want to open them, didn't pay oh, attention God. when they were due. It showed up. Showed up. When I wanted to have a relationship and, 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 and when I met my husband and I wanted to be that baller shot caller. And then when it was time to tell him that my credit score was 580 and he did this, it's what? <laughs> 
because I didn't deal with my money issues. But here's the thing that I think that's so amazing. I've never had issues with making money. My problem is how I was spending it. The accessibility to it could not control. And how I spent it could not control. Mm. But it wasn't about I did not make enough money. I made plenty of money. I still make plenty of money. What I had to learn to get over my money issue was if I don't have access to it, I'm not going to spend it. So that means cash does not go into my wallet. That means I don't have a check card. That means if I spend my credit card, I'm going to pay it off every week. Mm -hmm. And if I don't pay it off, I'm not spending it because it goes down to want and need. Do I want it or do I need it? So that's the problem that I think when I, when I express the money conversation that people just clam up, right? Because if they don't tackle that feeling of when I talk about being in debt, when I talk about not having great credit, when I talk about all of those things, you got to get over that reactionary thing because that reaction is powerful. That physical reaction is very powerful, right? Mm. The minute I looked at my credit score and it said 801. Mm. Here. Hey, husband club. Hey. Yeah. When I understood that that would open all of the doors that have opened since then, I wish I would have not taken 10 years to tackle my money problems. Because when you get to a certain understanding, then it's not about how high my credit card limit is. It's not about that anymore. Where I reside, I don't even use credit cards anymore. But that's a conversation for another day. I use other people's money, but that's a conversation. That's a whole for another day. Conversation. I don't a even whole... use credit cards anymore. Yeah. I... And people aren't ready for that conversation either because yeah. I do feel that you have to get to that certain level of understanding. When you understand, there comes the action. Mm -hmm. So if I know I can't have access to swipe everywhere I go, then I'm going to cut up. And I used to have a card cutting. I used to do that in my mentoring group. Get your check card out. We're all going to cut it up. Get your business checking card. Cut it up. Get your personal checking card. Cut it up. Once you cut it up, that means now you got to think about think how about. you get money. Where are you going to get it? Do you need it? You're going to write a check. You're going to go to the bank. What are those actions going to make you do? You're going to think on your way over. Do I really want to go to the bank? Because do I really need this or do I want it? The thing where I, I would say the word for tonight, everyone. And if you understand this, if I need you to type this word and the word is discipline. Discipline. If you understand what we're talking about, I need you to be proactive and I need you to type discipline. Every all 65 people on here, I should see 65 people moving discipline. and typing the word discipline. Mm -hmm. I should see more discipline. I should see discipline. And here's the thing, the more you type, when you're the, you actively typing the word discipline, 
you are actually compelling more discipline in every area in your life. In every area in your life. And it's aligning yep. in every area in your life. The word should be discipline. Every area in your in your in in, in your business, in your personal life, in your spiritual life. You want some form of discipline. And please, and let me say this to you. And I think I said this, I think I said this to a friend of mine the other day. A lot of you say, well, I don't know discipline. Mm. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah, let me tell you how you do. And this is how I, because I, I talk about this, and I'm going to have to get off in a second. Um, I talk about when I was a child, my grades were amazing, Stephanie. But in the comment section, it was like, he doesn't have self-control. Mm-hmm. And so, and I think I've said that, I self-control. So I grew up, and I'm 41, saying to myself, y'all keep typing discipline, that I don't have self-control. And some people say, no, you have self-control because self-control is a choice. Discipline is a choice. I said, what do you mean? And just to, just to, Stephanie, when I get in the shower and I, I lather the soap in my right hand, the first place I start cleansing is my, uh, is my chest. Mm-hmm. Then I go to the left and that goes, that's a discipline. Mm-hmm. That's a discipline. And so with that being said, the things that I'm not disciplined or I choose not to be disciplined in Choose. I now choose, correct. I now have to create an infrastructure so that I am disciplined. Mm-hmm. So tonight, everyone, in order to control your money problems, what's the word? Discipline. In order to make sure, to, in order to know how much you're making, um, your, your cost per service, you have to have what? Discipline. In order to make sure that you that you stay within the time frame of your service, you must have discipline. That's the word for tonight. That's what we want to give you um, on tonight is that word discipline. In addition to that, Stephanie Lane's master class, her mentorship is starting in December. It is crucial that you all get there. I'm a living witness. Um, I'm, I'm a living testimony that the, her mentorship has um, changed my career tremendously um, in the past f- four years. Yeah. In the past, in the past four years. Um, it, is, it has changed tremendously. I think you all want to get on board. It is not going to cost you a lot of money. Um, but you will get a wealth of knowledge. And what we have, some of you say, is um, a wealth of knowledge and is a great wisdom. This comes from experience. Yes. And what we're giving you and what she's giving you is something that will propel you and cause you to soar. Her mistakes, that her, her telling you the mistakes and what, not to, what mistakes not to make will cause you to soar. Mm-hmm. Where can we sign up for the master class? So on my page, just push the, take the little bell and I will make announcements because my master classes are all free in my mentoring group. So it's not going to cost a lot. It's only $25 a month. That's easy. Mm-hmm. Most of that's, that's, a, that's a tip. Um, mm-hmm. But I'll be doing two master classes a month. And then I will also be going live on Clubhouse talking about my master classes so that you can get on stage and you can ask me questions. I'll have a community group where we can talk. We'll be doing tip challenges. So those of you who have bills that are due, I'm going to do a car cutting ceremony. We're going to start paying off your credit with your tips. We're mm-hmm. going to start getting you all together because we cannot go into 22 
the way we went into 21. Okay. So her master class is about 65 cents a day. Mm -hmm. 65 so, cents a day. You need to do it if you're ready. Because yes. I, like I, like I told you earlier, I'm on a whole nother level now. Yes. And we have a lot of information coming. My ebook, um, Seven Steps to a Luxury Business. Um, John doesn't know it, but he will be the co um, writer to listen. You'll be the editor. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah, 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 listen, because a lot of it is from John has been in luxury retail for the past 10 years. So um, it is what has been integrated into my business that has elevated my business to a luxury business. Um, but we love you all. Stephanie is going to say this. I got to get dressed because my yeah, I got to get back on my Facebook group because I got to go live in there too. So this yeah, is going to be saved on my IGTV. I'll also put this into my uh, YouTube channel so you guys can have it. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Get your cost per service from Skin Biz School because if you plan on joining my uh, mentoring group, we will have the cost per service on every conversation we have about pricing correctly and making sure you're charging what you're worth. Everybody have a great night. And Talk really quickly, and oh. really quickly, everybody, I want you to do this. This will be on Stephanie's page. I want you to tag five people, five people, business, business owners, not even just business owners, people that need some form of encouragement, yeah. five people to this particular live that is saved because we believe that this is life changing. Yes. All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Bye.